All right, I want to squeeze in a call here before we get to our next guest. Let's go to Royce in North Carolina. What's up, Royce? How are you doing? Hey, what's up? Well, I was listening to the gentleman talk about the uh, trucks in the right lane and right mm-hmm. two lanes and, and the speed, speed limit, and I've drove a truck several times and uh, not a fan of either one. Uh, the split speed limit caused me to get run over or hit in the back in Tennessee mm-hmm. on I-75 just before we get to, to Rocky Top. <clears throat> Every lady hit me about 80, and wow. trucks were limited to set to 55, so she hit me in the back. And then the, the, trouble, the trouble with limiting the trucks to the right lane is on an interstate where people are trying to get on, it's difficult to move over, especially when it's against the law, and then you have people trying to get on. So uh, that's, that's a diff, difficult situation, too. So do you, do you drive a truck now? Uh, I, I'm local now. Oh, you're local now. All right. Yep, well, uh, I, 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 I have to imagine it's a different perspective for, for a truck driver as opposed to somebody who's, you know, local trying to get to work or whatever. It, 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 the, 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 the situation changes. And were, were you long hauled? Did you, did you take long yes. trips? Yes, I did. So that's uh, difficult when you got to. Yeah, so that's difficult when you got to adjust to different rules and regulations in different states, I imagine. Right, and like I say, in the morning, and basically with a, uh, I had an electronic log. So with electronic log, you're limited to the time that you can run. So it basically put me going to work at the same time everybody else is trying mm-hmm. to go. And like I say, when you get in a big city and people are trying to get over and you can't move over out of that right lane, if you're just two or if you're restricted to that right lane, it's very difficult for people to get on. And a lot of times that's an accident waiting to happen, in, in, my, sure. in my opinion, whatever that's worth. No doubt. Or right. anything else, I, I found your show a couple of weeks ago, and I listened from uh, as soon as I go to work in the morning about 7 until uh, the battery dies. So I really enjoy it, and I'm glad I found something I can, I can listen to. Royce, appreciate you, man. Thank you for listening. Uh, you're very welcome. You have a good day. Thank All right, you. you call us back anytime. We'll talk again soon. Um, in the meantime, we're talking about the debate, and and for me, I mean, it was it was pretty cut and dry. I I've seen enough. I think Nikki Haley's legit. I think she should be in the conversation. I think she's got a lot of work to do to to catch up to Donald Trump. But I think that the 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 view on her from the American public, I think, is changing, in changing in a way that she's going to be able to garner the the conservative support and potentially the independent support. Dr. Ronald Stevenson is the director of debate at Wayne State University, and he joins us. Doc, good to have you. Hey, thanks for having me, Chris. What did you make of the debate last night? Who who were the winners? Who were the losers? Well, you know, these debates always important to keep in mind their political theater more than like debate debate. Sure. So everybody's going to say they won, which makes it an interesting sort of discussion at the end of the day. But for me, I'm I echo a lot of what you think. I think Nikki Haley did really well for herself on a number of issues. I think she did a good job forefronting her foreign policy experience. I think she did a good job answering the abortion question and also defending her daughter. Uh, That's obviously the big point that everybody's been talking about in the media. Um, At the same time, I don't think DeSantis hurt himself. I think he kept himself in the race and finally started going after Trump, which is important um, for anybody who's in second place right now. Why is it that that it seems like Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis can go about uh, the Donald Trump issue differently? Ron DeSantis is looked at as needing to to attack Donald Trump, go on the offensive. Well, Nikki Haley doesn't necessarily need to do that. Why? Well, partially because she was in his administration, which makes it a little problematic for her. Um, and she did go about it, she, but their tactic is different, just making that argument that he was the right person in 2016 but not the right person today. Whereas DeSantis 
really has to push the issue because he's not nationally known in the same fashion. He has to question Trump for not being on the stage, ask him why he didn't achieve his policy objectives in that fashion. So they're kind of in different positions at this point, but both still trying to appeal to Trump voters, which is the other sort of difficulty that they're faced with. It it felt like to me that Tim Scott probably was on his last debate stage tonight. I think when this thing contracts even further, I I think he's he's the next person to get voted off the island. Where where are you at on that? Yeah, I completely agree with that. It's not that he had a bad performance. He's just not defining himself as, you know, a presidential front runner in any sense of the mayor. Um, And he's, again, also in a difficult spot because he also only wants to play the religious angle, which is, I think, a good position for him and, you know, his own political background. But it doesn't really help him in a larger primary against any of the other competitors or against Trump. I I thought and I, I continue to think, I think Vivek Ramaswamy, the first couple debates, I thought he he equated himself very nicely. I thought he put himself in a nice spot. Um, and, and he has been relentless in his campaign. I mean, he has been everywhere. He has been outside the courtrooms where Donald Trump is 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 facing arraignments. Uh, he, he has found himself all over the country in some pretty important, specific positions. I thought last night was the first night where and, and maybe it was just because there were less people on the stage and there was more opportunity to speak and hash out ideas. Um, but to me, it felt like last night was the first time where I, I thought ah, it's a little much for me on on Ramaswamy. Do you think he scored himself any points, either positive or do you think he lost some some juice going forward? Well, it's important to understand, I think, what his position has always been. And he's sort of Donald Trump on the stage that Donald Trump is not on. So he's playing that role kind of of spoiler. I really think he's, if you look at his campaign, it mirrors a lot of what Trump did in 2016 in the primaries mm-hmm. in terms of the way he's handling himself. But last night, you're right, was different in the sense that I think he, he crossed some, some lines that he probably should not have mentioning. Nikki Haley saw was not a great look for him. Um, attacking the moderators to start the debate. Yeah. Not something you see very often. And then even at the end, you know, saying we really want to know who who's running because we don't think it's Biden. It, it's not really doing service to all the work he's done at this point in his campaign. Uh, Donald Trump, again, not on the stage. Do, do you believe Donald Trump needs to be on the debate stage, whether uh, it, it, in an effort to help his campaign or or just to hash out his ideas to the American people? Do you think it's necessary for him? It would be beneficial, I think, to the American people to get a good contrast between the other opponents. But from a political standpoint, it doesn't make a lot of sense to open himself up for a gas or a mistake that puts his campaign, which is so far ahead, in jeopardy. So I don't think you'll ever see him on the stage unless things dramatically change in the polling as they get closer to the primaries and there are less people participating in the debates and less people in the race. Dr. Ronald Stevenson, the director of debate at Wayne State University. Thank you for your insight. We appreciate it. We'll talk again very soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. Yep, you got it. Uh, That's Dr. Ronald Stevenson at Wayne State. All right, I want to squeeze in a call here before we got to go to break. Let's go to Bob in Ann Arbor. What's up, Bob? Yeah, I was wondering, uh, do you have a crush on Nikki Haley? Do I have a crush 
on yeah, Nikki is that Haley. Why you, is that why you think she did well? You have a crush on her? Because I don't see that. I mean, how how can you vote for somebody that give a bunch of land acreage to the red Chinese communists miles away from your from our uh, one of our uh, bases, military bases? What else don't you like about her, Bob? Uh, That's it. I guess I could go on, but you only I got don't. an hour I, show. I, Bob, Bob, I got a little, I got a couple more minutes, seconds for you here. What do you got? What what, what else don't you like about her? I think she's got an anger uh, issue. Mm. I think she's mm. got an anger issue. What is she mad at? Do you think she's not president? She's mad that she's not president. Probably. Okay. I mean, she's not going to be too. Okay. All right. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate you. And for the record, I, I do just want to say I don't have a crush on Nikki Haley. I do. I do particularly like. I do particularly like good policy decisions, though, and and principled stances on some important issues. That is something I I do find attractive in a political candidate. Got to take a break.